1: This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website, or SEO is overwhelming you, or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, AKA they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest, or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusek, your host, and today we don't have one, but two amazing guests. We have Sam and Katie Jacobson, all the way from somewhere beautiful up north. I don't know exactly, (laughs) but I know it's lovely. Guys, how are you doing today?
2: We're good. We're good. Thanks for having us, Carolina.
1: Yeah, Thank you. No, no, no. Thank you for crafting the time to talk about one of my favorite topics. And I know this is not a favorite for a lot of people, but hopefully after today will be, which is copywriting. How are you guys Mm. feeling about that? (laughs) Well, I love copywriting, obviously. Um, It's
0: what I do all day, every day. But I do understand writing for people is oftentimes such a daunting task, you know, like the you always hear about like the blank screen and the blinking cursor and like what the heck do you write? So I totally understand why so many people want to avoid it.
1: Awesome. And before we even start, I just want to, you know, I want you two to introduce yourselves and explain a little bit more about what do you do. So take the mic.
2: Katie, ladies first
1: oh thank you i was gonna i was gonna throw it over to
0: you Um, my name is katie taylor jacobson i am the lead copywriter for id action consulting um i have a background in wedding sales that's actually where i started i worked for uh, in dallas texas for oh gosh 20 plus years um, selling to couples directly and the last 14 years of my career i spent actually working for the four seasons um, leading a team of people there um, now I lead a team as well. Of, um, actually, ironically, several of the people I worked with at the Four Seasons now work on our team as copywriters. And we're kind of unique because we combine the understanding of wedding sales directly to couples and copywriting. Um, and so we've kind of married them together. So that's a little bit about me. And I'm married to the guy that's going to talk
1: next. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, I'm Sam Jacobson. I'm a sales pricing expert for wedding professionals. I've been in the wedding industry since 2006, and I've worked directly selling to couples over an eight year period at a venue and catering. And then I was a director of operations for a luxury floral decor and design company in Texas. And for the last five years, I have been doing consulting and coaching for wedding professionals. Uh, We do online course content and uh, workshops when we can gather, uh, not bound by the restrictions of uh, a pandemic. And uh, Katie and I work together. I I think that our, our little special sauce that we bring to the work that we do different from other educators or 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 wedding pros is that we take uh you know a behavioral approach to how people make decisions and we start from that and then we build outwards so we marry together kind of the the science and art of of sales work to book more business and About three years ago, Katie and I sat down and decided that we would have to add copywriting to the work that we were doing because the sales process over the last, you know, half decade has really begun online on websites. And so the copy that's on your site is really, truly part of the sales work that's being done. And that's one of the reasons, the big reason why we decided to add that to our list of services that we've offered.
1: Super important. And we had Sam on the podcast before, actually, episode 144, which is closing leads and overcoming objections, which has been one of the most downloaded episodes of this year. So go listen to that one after this one. So Sam, you mentioned something that is really important. You said like the, you know, the importance of having kind of like this sales process, right? That you as a photographer per se, don't have to do this all as a person, like the whole thing, like you, your website can do, you know, some of the heavy lifting for you, and here is where copy takes a super important, you know, place. I would argue sometimes with photographers because they say, "Well, a picture is worth a thousand words." Is it a picture worth a thousand words, guys?
2: It is worth a thousand words. And for all you photographers out there that think that photos are good enough, if a photo is worth a thousand words, what is a video worth with 35 frames per second, right? So I think that when we go through and look at how we have to communicate, photos themselves are great. And they're certainly part of what needs to be done on a website, but they're only one of four key elements, you know, photos and videos, basically visuals is, is one of, one of the most important things that we can do to really capture the attention of the person who's landed on our site. But we've also got to make sure that we're, we're adding in a design that is going to keep them interested and engaged. We have to have branding uh, fonts, colors, logos that feel familiar and, and make them feel comfortable with the brand within five milliseconds of landing on the site. And we also have copy to guide them through the understanding of what the brand does. And so all four things really have to work together on the website. It's like a chair. I'm sitting in a chair with four legs, and if one of the legs was missing, I would fall over. And that's how your website is. It's got to have the branding. It's got to have the design. It's got to have the images and it has to have the copy.
1: I love that you mentioned that this is that ecosystem, right? Sometimes as photographers, we focus so much either on branding and images and we forget a little bit about the rest. Katie, since this is something that you focus on, what are some actually of the benefits other than let's say part of like the cohesive you know look and feel that your you know your website your brand has, what are some of the benefits actually of having good copy on your website
0: well you you kind of already alluded to it the idea that your website can do some of the heavy lifting of the sales work for you. Most people I know who get into the wedding industry or photography in particular didn't get into photography because they love to sell right they got into photography. And then into this niche of weddings because they love that. And they know that in order to, um, you know, have people purchase their product and their service, they have to sell it, but they don't like to do it. And so good copy can actually do that sales work for you. Um, also, it allows your buyers to be able to come to your site and pre-qualify themselves a little bit. They get a little bit of an understanding of who you are and what you value and yes, what's your brand. Uh, offers visually, but then also how you care for them, um, you know, what you're, you know, starting at prices so that your inbox isn't getting filled with a bunch of inquiries that frankly aren't a good fit for you. So um, those are just a couple of additional reasons why copy is a, a good fit for, for buyers or for
1: one thing that i will add also about copy is obviously a fantastic tool for seo right we think that just images will lead the way but the reality is like google itself cannot see images they have to read text so like the more you know descriptive you are on your website the more like again alluding to those like key points of your you know your ideal client it was it's going to help you obviously rank better within google just by having good text on your website am I right on this or am I wrong
2: <laughs> yeah no it's it's a hundred percent and it's a it's a great way for you to continue to add content that Google appreciates and rewards in an the algorithm. Um, it's, and that's not just important for people who are just starting out or looking to, to, you know, increase demand. We have several clients who are in the luxury photography space and do incredibly well with a ton of copy on their website because Google rewards it. And they're getting, you know, 5, 10 inquiries a week based off of the algorithms. And, and while not every one of them is going to be a client, that's okay because, you know, most, most photographers only need 20, 25 clients a year. So is is if you can bring them in with a with a, a different way than than just a visual search, uh, I think that's incredibly helpful.
1: Awesome. So, Katie, you mentioned a little bit about like talking about like how could you serve clients, and a little bit about your personality. And I think this is where a lot of photographers struggle because it becomes like people go and like literally copy what other people are doing, right? They just change like something very minimal, which is completely wrong. But also at the same time, I feel like people just go with very generic things. Like, hey, I'm Carolina. I love the beach. and my dog. Woohoo, buy me or, you know, not buy me, like book me, you know. I feel that's poor copyright, right? That's not yes. so well. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how could we actually people that are listening to this, how could we write copy that feels authentic to us, but also is going to get the job done of like getting people interested in our business?
0: Great question. So everybody that the the buyers that are coming to your website, um, first of all, your website has to speak to them. So the first thing to get the job done, uh, so to speak, is to know who your buyer is. Um, yes, you need to know, I mean, you hear people all the time talk about like, who's your ideal buyer and do you have a buyer avatar and, and the demographics of that person are somewhat important, but really what you want to know is the ethographics and the psychographics, like what are their pain points, what are they dealing with, um, and your copy actually has to speak to that. So, um, you know, in terms of getting the job done, you, um, there's, a, there's a famous copywriter, uh, his name uh, is Robert Collier, and he said, you need to join the conversation that your couple is having in their head when they land on your website. So it's your job before you start putting any information on your website to understand your buyer and what is it that my buyer is thinking right now? When they land on my homepage, what were they? What was going through their head before they came onto my website? And then write to that. Um, and then in terms of it feeling authentic, you know, you should, you should, you should write the way that you talk. You know, this, there's no need. This is not the time to. Um, you know, sound like you're writing a thesis for college. Most people have an eighth grade reading level, according to studies that have been done. So just write like you talk. Um, And and as long as what you're sharing is from the heart,
1: but it benefits that reader, um, it should resonate. You said a couple of things that literally I have goosebumps because super interesting, but I love the last little thing that you said that is something that is from the heart but that also benefits the client. And I think this is where we, as, as an industry, sometimes we, we miss that point. When we talk about like, and I'm doing air quotes, problems that our clients have, I guess because we're using the word problem and we're in an industry that is about love and having fun, I feel like sometimes we have a hard time understanding what actual a problem our client might have. Do you mind kind of like telling us a little bit some of the problems air quotes that our clients might have that we perhaps are not seeing? Yeah, you know, and
0: Sam probably can speak to this too. I'll you know, when we we recommend that Uh, when you're working with a client or a new potential client that you get them on to what we call a discovery call, Mm -hmm. where you're going to help them discover what it is that they really want and need. And so Sam and I teach these, you know, there are certain questions that you should kind of ask to kind of, you know, eke out of them what it is that they're really looking for. So beyond photos, what are they really looking for? And oftentimes in that discovery call, as you kind of like unpack things, you'll discover what they're concerned about, feeling awkward in front of the camera or um, they've got a really complicated family situation and they're worried about family portraits and getting you know, mom and dad who are divorced, how are they going to get pictures and not have a blow up. so, those are just two examples of common problems I've heard from photographers. Um Sam, do you have anything you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I I and I think that's absolutely the right way to go is to really seek the information directly from your your favorite clients and and ask them or or pay attention to the clues. Uh, certainly feeling awkward in front of the camera, family dynamics, uh you know, having divorced parents uh at at my own wedding, I know that that was a stress point for me. Um, I think also there's specifically for photographers, um, feeling like the photographer is going to hijack the wedding with Mm -hmm. with a timeline and, and make it all about the, the photography. You know, when you're a hammer, all you, all you see is nails. And when you're a photographer, all you think is how can I get amazing photographs? But that's not what the wedding's about. The wedding's about them having an experience with their family and you capturing it. And so I think that that's a huge pain point. Uh, as you get into the luxury space, one of the bigger pain points that we typically see is how can you get that editorial feel without spending six hours producing uh, a set with costume changes and art direction and you know all the things that go into uh, you know a styled shoot. And so, those are a handful of of the the common issues and, and concerns that we see. And, and we and we like to we like to look at it as issues and concerns. You know, what are the issues and concerns, or anxieties and fears, doubts? What are they nervous about? You know, so when we talk about problems in the copywriting standpoint or from a sales perspective, those those words I think are are more approachable with issues, concerns, uh, desires, anxieties, fears, nerves, those kinds of things. And you now, guys, well, as as audience members who are listening to this podcast, you all know what it is that your clients go through, what it is that makes them feel anxious or what they stress out about. You know, if you go through and just write them down, you'll probably quickly come up with three, four, five common things that you see.
1: I was, gonna, I was just going to... Oh, go ahead, Caroline. <laughs> I was going to mention that, that like sometimes we think that each couple brings a brand new issue that we have never seen before. When in reality, as you said, is like, the top five that every couple at least has three of those. So you can kind of like focus on that. And I would say um, for me, for my own website, like it took me a while to get there. But finally, like I was able to narrow it down and I was able to understand that my clients, as you said, they, they want to be themselves. They don't want to be overly posed, nothing like that. So like literally on my homepage, like I start with a quote from one of, like a testimonial from one of my clients that says, Carolina makes you feel comfortable so you can be yourself. So that's the first thing they see. And I hope that I'm doing this this right and that I'm meeting them, as Katie says, at what their problem is or like how they're feeling while looking for a wedding photographer. No, I think that's great.
0: And in fact, you did a perfect thing there. That's exactly what I was going to say. You can take anything negative and flip it to the positive. So when we talk about understanding what your buyer's biggest desire or biggest concerns are the opposite of that is what they desire. So the opposite of feeling awkward in front of the camera is feeling comfortable in front of the camera. So you don't have to lead on your copy talking about the negative. You just need to know the negative so that you can flip it to the opposite side and talk about how you make them feel comfortable. Does
1: that make sense? Absolutely. And I think uh, it's such a great you know thing to talk about because sometimes, as you said, we're like, oh, this is the problem. I feel super awkward in front of the camera. So let's say that, that I know very little about copywriting. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to put that on the header of my website. Right? oh, you feel very awkward in front of the camera. Now I feel like you have two problems because yes, you're addressing the main issue, but now you're reinforcing in a negative way that issue. And I think, as you said, good copywriting should address the issue in a positive way. So I am one person to always try to stay away from anything negative within my website, anything that perhaps my client is going to be like, oh, yes, I feel like that. And now it's making me feel even more uncomfortable. And as you mentioned, try to like, bring light into the positive and I hope I hope we're being clear here (laughs) what we're trying to do I think
0: I think I think we are but I do know again that it can be a pretty complicated concept Um, I will say that it's okay to talk about a challenge that your buyer possibly has and the more actually that you talk about a challenge you can again say it in a positive light the more that they're like, yes, and I'm seeking a solution. So the more they'll stay on your website to find out if you offer that solution. So it's almost like saying, yes, I see, I see you. I understand what you're going through. And if you stick with me, I'm going to provide you the solution. So oftentimes we see that people will stay on a site longer if the if a problem
1: is addressed head on. Again, it's said in a positive way. So let me do a little example because Sam already knows that I love like examples out of nowhere so let's say that we're gonna take his (laughs) actual situation right that he was concerned about like his family mom and dad doing you know family formals not working out let's say once again i'm the photographer so instead of saying or help me navigate this in my Mm -hmm. mind i would say like oh hey are you worried about your mom and dad not getting along during family formals i have the solution for you is that a good headline or a bad headline
0: I don't know that I would have it as a headline necessarily. The headline, I would actually have be the, I would rewrite the headline to talk about um, the feature and the benefit that you provide to them so that they know right away, like, listen, we're going to, and I I, I can't write on the fly, but- Obviously, no, 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 I'm sorry to please- no, no, no. So in the headline, you would want to say what you do, like what they're going to get basically. And then in the body copy underneath that, you would then address the what you, exactly what you just said. So
1: pretty um, much could we say, and Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. I would say like family formals like the Royals. And then on the bottom, I could say like, hey, even if your mom and dad are not on the same page, I am really great at managing like social, you know, um, relationships. And I will make sure that everybody looks their best and feel comfortable during this time of the wedding.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think that that like some sort of catchy headline is is good, especially if you know that that's something that's interesting. You know, I, I was thinking as you were talking, another one could be something along the lines of, um, you know, worried about. Uh, you know family dynamics or worried about family formals um, you know join the club you know my parents split when I was two and 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 I've always made sure that I focus on making everybody feel comfortable when we're together for 45 minutes or you know and here are the things that I do bullet point bullet point bullet point or or you can string them together in in short sentences and then that's your little section on how you deal with that perfect solution that that is so important to the the concern of the reader
1: oh i love this because you also added you know the the situation but you added empathy within you know that thing saying like hey i've been in that situation
2: and that's that's what's really important ultimately when you go through and and you express that empathy like katie mentioned a few minutes ago that's how people feel heard and when people feel heard like you recognize what they're going through then, then they feel seen and important. And and ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to sell them on, on us. We're, we're trying to sell them on we getting them. And that's really what we're trying to do, especially early on. That's how we're going to hook them. If, if you feel like you're talking to somebody and they're not listening to you within the first 30 seconds of the conversation, you're out of there. And it's the same thing with your website. If you can't get them to see that you understand what they're going through right then and there, and, and if you are instead selling yourself of like, I'm an amazing photographer, or here's me with my jazz hands in the air, look at how amazing I am and all the awards that I've won. That's not the way to get people to see them as or for them to feel like you see them as the most important thing. They, that feels like you're the most important things. And it's not your show. It's, it's their wedding, not yours.
1: Absolutely, I would like to mention something here, going back to like me trying to create an example here out of thinner, and obviously Katie saying like, hey, I cannot write on the flight, which is 100% (laughs) fine. But I think it's a good example for people saying that good copy takes a minute to write and you need to go back to like the the notes and scratch and start all over again and scratch until you get really what's important. I feel like sometimes photographers are like, "I, I just tried for like five minutes and nothing came up. Well even the professionals need to try for a little bit longer here.
0: Listen, when we write copy for a client's website, uh, when we do the project from, you know, soup to nuts, we spend 40 hours working on the project. You know, we spend 20 hours before we even write a line of copy doing research on our client on their competition and on who their buyer is. And from that, we then come up with a communication strategy from which we write the copy. So, yeah, I mean, when I say I joke, Sam knows I'm an analyzer. So somebody asking me to write on the fly, like short circuits me. (laughs) I don't I don't (laughs) I don't handle that well. But but it's also because I know that there is um, it's more science behind it. And I have to really understand who it is I'm writing for before I can just like come up. So it's completely understandable that somebody you know, sitting in front of a keyboard for five minutes wouldn't be able to figure it out.
1: A hundred percent. So Katie, since you do this for a living, and I'm sure you have seen hundreds, if not thousands of wedding websites, what are some of the major mistakes you see over and over again?
0: Well, um, first, I think we've kind of already addressed, which is the idea of not having copy on the website, thinking that the photographs are going to um, it's sell for you. And to some extent, they will will, you know, I mean, a lot of people land on somebody's website initially and are making a snapshot judgment. but um but copy then becomes more important the more time they spend on your site. Um, the The second thing I see would be uh, when people write in third person, mm. so it's almost like the voice of God has come <laughs> in and is talking to okay. your 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 potential buyers, which, You know, you talk about an impersonal experience, like they're not going to feel a connection to you when it's like the, you know, radio talk show voice coming in with Sam. I was just going to say, yeah,
2: third person is uh, when you talk about somebody uh, from an outside perspective. So like uh, using their, their, their first name or saying he or she, or they um, as compared with first person, which is I, or, or me, or, or our, something like that.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Now that you mentioned I, me, or I, me, is that a mistake? Sort of. Yes, actually. I mean, you definitely want
0: to talk uh, conversationally. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to use I or we on your website. You want to use more use on the website than I or we. So you want to have it be talking more about them. Like you want versus I provide, or you get versus I provide. Does that make sense?
1: I love it. So like, it feels like the actual reader is like really involved in this. It's about them and not about the photographer. Exactly. Exactly.
2: But at
0: some point you have to, you have to be able to say, I give you or I provide at some point. So you, it's not, that's why I said it's kind of a mistake
2: one of the things that that we that we use is a simple formula to turn the i do this into you get this and and that's just to go i blank so you get blank or so that you feel blank or you blank and and so what you can do carolina for instance like if you if you did have those sentences that you just suggested a, a couple of minutes ago you could take those and then you could finish the formula so you get or so you feel and then you would just take away the i do this part and what you're left with is a benefit statement that has you in it that speaks directly to them and that's that's just a little trick that you can use you can do that with positioning statements as well other people do this instead i do this so my buyers get this and you just do away with the other people and what you're left with is what you do and how that benefits a client in a different way than somebody else does so these are little copywriting tricks that you can do, and 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 when you when you start to infuse enough of them, you realize how different the copy sounds than the people who you're being compared with.
1: And if you're listening to this by now, you should already get an idea that you're going to get a lot of paper and a lot of pen before you know it. A little you know looks cohesive in your website, and that's okay, right? It's part of the process to go back to an idea and be like, "Oh, that sounded really great yesterday, but today." Not so great because now I really thought about it, and I really dove a little bit deeper into this yeah absolutely
0: when when I write copy I let it sit for 24 48 hours before I go back and edit it and it's amazing how much I want to change after I've written something that I think is so good so again um, you know give yourself some grace and um, you know know that you are tackling something that's not super easy to do and um, yeah and you'll you'll you know want to kind of tweak with it. And, and yet at the same time, Sam says, um, and I don't know who he's quoting when he says this, but perfect is the enemy of the good. Who says that, Sam? Uh,
2: Voltaire. Voltaire said, Voltaire. Don't, let, don't, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good.
0: And so at some point, it's like, just embrace what you've written and put it out into the universe. Your virals will let you know pretty quickly whether it's going to resonate with them or not.
1: I mean, I don't want to shut people down here or milk, make people feel like it's going to take a long way, but I, I've been in business for 10 years and only now I feel that my website is where I want it to be, and obviously that's gonna change within a year or something like that. So it did take me a while to get this, and obviously it took me that long because I'm a stubborn and I wanted to do it myself. But this is why we have professionals like Kitty that she can you know <laughs> take that project for you. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. As photographers, this is a problem that we have, right? Because we want people to hire us and to pay for our services, yet we're really bad and hiring other professionals to help us. And I feel, as we mentioned at the beginning, that your website is like a major tool that should be really good. We're not going to make it absolutely perfect, but should be really, really good, you know, to get you those clients that you want. What would you say, or how do you How do you work with uh, people that want to hire you, you know, to do the copy, but feel like it's like, well, if it's somebody else writing about me, then how honest this whole thing will be? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sam.
2: I'll jump in because, I, you know, Katie, Katie does the copywriting, even though she's got more sales experience than I do. I, I still, you know, work with people on the front end who are interested, uh, you know, for photographers specifically, I would just remind photographers that if you gave one of your clients a camera and told them to photograph a wedding, they would not be able to deliver high quality images giving a photographer a keyboard and asking them to write website copy is not a slam dunk. Mm. So it's, it's certainly something that that takes some work to get good at and some guidance along the way. So it is possible to do it yourself. A lot of people do have a writing background um, and they do need some, you know, some guidance and some, some, some formulas or some recommendations to, uh, to, to get it done. I think the, you know, the, the thing that I would recommend for, people who are interested in, in you know finding a copywriter is make sure that the copywriter that you hire is doing the research about your buyer and your brand, and, and that way you know that the words are going to make sense and, and actually connect with the people who are looking at, at your site. For for us, for instance, like Katie mentioned, we spend twenty, sometimes thirty hours doing research ahead of time. One of the the key things that we do to answer your, your direct question of how do you make it feel authentic to the person whose whose brand it is, we do four hours worth of video interviews going over 800 questions with our clients who are who are hiring us for copywriting. And what we do is we we take those recordings and we go through them afterwards and we we listen to them and transcribe all of the important parts of it. And so what we're doing is we're pulling out the sticky copy, the copy that's gonna stick in the the mind of the buyer, and we're putting them on like little post-it notes almost. And as we go through and we collect those, you know, dozens, scores, sometimes hundreds of post-it notes from those four hours worth of conversations and the other reviews that we read and email correspondence and things like that, we're literally using the words of our client to infuse into the website. So headlines and and catchy phrases and even micro copy that's on the buttons, you know, it's going to sound like our client would talk because it's exactly what they said in conversations about what they do, why they do it, how it helps people. So that's, that's one really great way to make sure that the copy does sound like you if you're not doing the writing yourself. But even if you are doing the writing yourself, one of the things that I would recommend, is, and it's okay to, get, to take a stab at it, right? Like See, see what you can do uh, with, your, with your own work. One of the things that I'd recommend doing is get away from the screen. Almost nothing good happens at the screen. Instead, sit down like you were describing what you do and how it helps your clients. Look, you can sit there looking at a photo album with your phone on voice memo and just just start recording. And, and just record how you talk about what you do and, and why it helps people and, and how you're different than other people and why that's amazing. And then take those words and you go through and transcribe them and put them down and pull out what sounds good, because that's the kind of copy that you want to put on your site.
1: Oh, that's such a good top. I mean, good tip. Amazing. Thank you.
0: So I took you- that
1: from me. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> So as you can, as I mean, whoever is listening to this, you can see that this is obviously a process that has many, many layers. And if you are hiring somebody to do this for you, now you know that this is not just like, hey, fill out this 10 question questionnaire and I'll see you in a month when you have like your website ready because then like how much could you, like how much could somebody find out about you and your business just in 10 questions? I'm sure there is a lot that you can find out. But as you said, there are those little phrases that you use, those little like, you know, catching phrases, things like that, that are super important at the end of the day for not only branding, but like how your clients are going to feel when they interact um, with your website. I would say, and as you mentioned at the beginning, this is not a thesis for a, you know, a PhD or a master's and people need to feel the same way that they feel on your website should be the same way that they feel when you are interacting with them the day of the wedding, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things that I do when I'm
0: doing my research on my, on my customer is I have them send me the correspondence of how they write with a potential client and how they write with a current client, because it's obvious, you know, it's it's, the relationship transitions, right? As you get to know uh, a couple. Um, Because how you also, how you talk in everyday life is different from how you write oftentimes. And so we try to blend it all together so that for the buyer, from the time they land on your website to the time they land in your inbox, through the email correspondence, and then when they finally meet you in person, all feels seamless to them.
1: And super great point that you mentioned, right? This is not only copy for your website. This is copy for your emails as well.
0: Absolutely. Emails, social media captions, absolutely.
2: Sales proposals. You know, one Sales of the proposals, things, that, yep. One of the things that we do as as part of our our process and um, is to make an entire brand communication strategy, which Katie alluded to earlier. And that's what we spend, you know, 20, 30 hours on. And and that's a really the foundation, those are the messages that need to be out in the universe for your ideal clients to find and connect with and so the the messages are the what that needs to be said and the copy is the how how you say it and and then there are also different channels of communication for the the what and the how so uh you know c- good communication strategy can be applied to social media it, not just and not just the the captions but also the images because for instance if you know that your clients value tender moments with their most treasured loved ones then you should not just be talking about how you capture those moments in, in, you know, in uh, words on your website, but you should also be showing that with images. Like it, if you have a bunch of images of rings and flowers and paper goods, and, and at the same time, your copy is talking about how you capture the tender moments that occur on the wedding day, your visuals don't match your, your copy. And, and there's confusion, there's, there's dissonance in the messaging. One thing is saying you capture pretty things. The other thing is saying you capture authentic moments. And so, if there's not that that consistency and that cohesion in the messaging between the images and the copy, and it, it, you know that applies to social media, website, sales proposals, whatever it may be.
1: I remember when I was redoing my website. So my brand itself is about like. Brand, um livelihood and, you know, really vibrant colors and people having a lot of fun. And I remember uh, the person that was helping me was like, okay, everything looks good, looks good. And then they got to like a testimonial that I had put on the website. And the testimonial was like the most corporate testimonial that I could have ever received. Like Carolina, it's great. She is super attentive to emails and something like that. And he's like, why, why do you have that testimonial there? Like, it makes no sense to like the vibe that you're going for. So I was like, oh, Definitely. In my mind, I'm like, oh, that testimonial is like so formal. It's definitely what my clients, you know, I want them to feel secure with me and like everything is going to be, you know, perfect. And then he's like, there's other ways to like showcase that within a fun and vibrant, you know, energy.
2: And that's that, that's that four legged chair, right. Of having the branding and the design and the photos and the copy, they all have to work together cohesively. If, if one of them is out of whack, It's just not going to support your growth and business.
1: Awesome. So let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and feeling maybe a little bit overwhelmed because, I mean, this is a process, right? This is, as we mentioned, this is not something that is going to happen in five minutes or even a day. And they definitely want to, you know, wash their hands and walk away from this. And they're like, we want to hire you guys. What's the process of like working with you? Are you guys taking clients right now? How is this working?
2: Yes, we are taking clients. We're always taking clients. We have uh, we have a whole team of copywriters. We have five full-time copywriters on our team. Uh, we do website copy. That's primarily what we spend our time with. We also do blog content, uh, which is great for SEO, as you mentioned earlier, and uh, developing your authority and expertise on your site. Uh, and we also do proposal copywriting, where we write the copy that goes into your proposals that you send out uh, for, for services. So we offer all three of those services. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we're we're always interested in having a conversation with people. Uh, reach out, uh, you know, you can reach out Sam at IDActionConsulting.com, uh, you know, click through to the website, which I'm sure you'll have in the show notes, uh, or hit us up on Instagram at IDActionConsulting, and you can DM. I, I, I manage all of that and happy to walk through the, the process, which is really, you know, for us, I think pretty eye-opening you know i think we we've heard at least a dozen times from our clients that before we ever even show them any copy they're like this was totally worth it because the beginning part of the work that we do is about that brand excavation and what we you know what we do first is we we reach out and contact your buyers directly uh, and get information through questionnaires, email questionnaires that we, that we, uh, send out. We, we spend several hours on video calls with you. We do research on your comp set and then we put all that together in a report and, uh, provide that, that to you. It's a, you know, pretty, pretty healthy 12, 15 page report typically. So that's the first part of the process. And and that provides that brand clarity and understanding of what it is that your buyers want and need and and what others are doing to service that need and how you can stand out in a way that's true to you. And then we start writing the copy and provide one page at a time to make sure that we're going in the right direction. And we offer unlimited edits until you're hundred percent in love with the copy. We wireframe it. And, uh, that, that way it's, uh, you can design the site around it or you can plug it into uh, a template that you have. Um, we also do full design services. So if you are interested in more than just copywriting, we, uh, sell show it templates. And, and have several to choose from. Uh, we also have Squarespace template that we can uh, we can offer, and then uh, we do full branding and customization for the website design as, as well as the the copy. So we do full websites uh, and uh, make it as easy as possible. If you want that easy button, uh, we, you know we we see probably two thirds of our clients push that button uh, just because they don't want to mess around with it.
1: And so you're like a full. Full thing agency. This is what it is. You guys can take anybody from like any stage they're in and make sure that at the end of the day, they have either a complete package for, you know, all their needs or work in like individual cases, depending on what they're looking for at the time.
2: We, we do. Yeah. And that's kind of the evolution of our business. Like you said, you had me over in episode you know, 144 or you know, going through and talking about sales and pricing. And, and that's certainly how things started. But over the years, what we've realized is that so much of the work that needs to be done to eventually get a sale is done online. And so we don't do social media yet, but we're we're working towards a full fledged creative agency where we're able to provide services with brand communication strategies, with website copywriting, design, and templates. Uh, we also have the, you know the blog content and the proposal copywriting, and and then of course the sales coaching and 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 beyond. So we we are here for every step of the buyer's journey that you need help with, and um, you know, like I said, feel free to reach out. We're we're happy to have the conversation.
1: Absolutely, I make sure to link obviously all their you know URLs and things on the show notes and. I mean I've listened to some at least I don't know how many hours in Clubhouse. I don't what <laughs> what happened to Clubhouse? It was so fun. What's going on it there? It was
2: fun. It, it was fun. I got I got to tell you a funny story about that. So I was I was at Engage the uh, luxury wedding summit last month and I sat down at one of the uh, the breaks for lunch and we were, there was a big table of a dozen people and one of the chairs a couple of, to the you know over to the right of me There was it was empty. And about halfway through lunch, uh, a woman sat down and uh, she uh, she was one of the photographers for the conference and she sat down and she hadn't even looked up yet. And I, I just wanted to make her feel welcome. So I said, welcome to the table. We're glad you're here. And she she didn't even look up. She kept her head down and she says, is that Sam Jacobson? and i said yes and she goes i know that voice anywhere in fact <laughs> my husband knows that voice because i would have you on every morning in january and february when i was getting ready to go and start my day on clubhouse
1: i'm telling you it was amazing because it was early in the morning so like i was doing it you know while while eating my breakfast i love katie was always like leaving early she was like bye i'm out of this conversation it was fantastic <laughs> i loved it <laughs>
2: So true. So true. Well, well, well. thanks for having us on and letting us share our voice again. We appreciate that.
1: No, absolutely. Thank you so much. And just to finalize this, um, what are you currently loving?
2: Katie?
0: Oh, I would say, I think because of uh, the fact that we've all been in lockdown, I'm currently loving travel. Like the idea of travel, dreaming about travel, reading travel magazines, um, you know, just looking at photography, you know, related to travel. So for me, it's all about travel right now, whether we're actually doing any or not.
1: Awesome. And you, Sam?
2: You know, I I certainly, I'm a huge fan of travel. Uh, I like traveling an obnoxious amount. Uh, But the thing I'm really looking forward to over the next couple of weeks is the last little hurrah with our kiddos here at the house. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know that COVID has been tough uh, for so many different reasons, not just professionally, but personally for for many of us uh, our family included we've lost friends and family to the disease but the time that we've had with our our kids who you know have been 11 going on 13 now through the pandemic mm-hmm. has been uh, so incredible and uh, being able to spend that last little bit of time last week Katie and I did a staycation with them because we weren't able to travel we had to travel vicariously through magazines instead uh but we we stuck around on our beautiful San Juan Island and pretended like we were on vacation uh, we did no work and and spent all day with them for uh, nine days and so you know I'm just kind of living on those memories and and indulging in an, another week or two before school starts for them because you know, my daughter turns thirteen on, uh, you know, in September, and boy, after that, and you know, she's in school full time. You know, it's it's a it's going to be a different experience being a dad. So I'm I'm loving that right now, and and going to soak it all in while I can.
1: Oh, amazing! Well, guys, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for the knowledge. You two are like. I got a whole encyclopedia of like amazing things to share. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you. And as always, people go check them out on social media, go check out their websites. I can really say that not only for things that I heard on Clubhouse, but so many people that I've met that are like, oh, I have worked with them and my website is doing really great that I cannot recommend you guys enough. So thank you so much and I'll catch you very soon. Until then, ciao.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.